Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Why No Wi-Fi on the Subway? Written by Bob Ramsey. Toronto regularly makes it onto lists of the world's great cities, as in great to live in. But the world's safest cities? I doubt that if by safe, you mean resilience around the pandemic, in addition to things like personal security, clean air and water, traffic, modern infrastructure, and digital life. But as often happens, I am wrong. Last week, the Economist Intelligence Unit released its 2021 Safe Cities Index. It ranked 60 cities across 76 safety indicators. Toronto not only finished in the top five, it is number two, next only to Copenhagen. This got me thinking that maybe Torontonians suffer from a kind of reverse NIMBY, i.e. we think we're dreadful until we compare ourselves to places we envy, only to discover they're worse. Like Churchill's definition of democracy, as the worst form of government except for all the others. I was on the subway thinking about this when I looked at my phone near the Bloor Young Station and found the little fan icon indicating I have full Wi-Fi. This was odd, because I can't get Wi-Fi in the Toronto subway. Nor can you or anyone else, except feebly in big stations like Bloor Young, where you have to key in your username and password every time you get to the station, which I did once long ago. And even there, you can't get Wi-Fi in the tunnel as your subway car makes its way to the station. You can only get it that brief one minute when your car is actually slowing down, stopped, or leaving the station. In other words, hardly at all. But if I were in the subways of New York, Montreal, London, Paris, Boston, Moscow, Tokyo, Sydney, and virtually any other city that has a subway, I could use my phone for calls, emails, streaming, anything when I'm below ground. Why is Toronto so backwards on this? We lack the know-how, the technology, the regulations? No, we lack the will. At least our three big mobile phone companies do, Bell, Rogers and Telus, which I view as a crime, because this would be just another civic anomaly were digital life not a factor in making Toronto the second safest city on earth. How safe can we be when large groups of people can't communicate with emergency service providers or their families above ground? And now that the pandemic has shifted Wi-Fi from being a convenience to a necessity and even to a civil right, all kinds of initiatives are planned to make Wi-Fi free and accessible to everyone in the city, regardless of their income. Yet how is it that Wi-Fi is unavailable to everyone who uses the subway? which includes a large number of Torontonians from lower-income brackets and who already spend too much of their days and nights commuting to and from work. Here's the problem. 
Back in 2012, an Australian-owned company called BAI Canada Network won a $25 million contract over 20 years to build and operate cellular and Wi-Fi networks along the TTC subway. They'd previously done this in the Hong Kong and New York subways. BAI was hoping that the big three would sign on to their network, thus enabling their millions of customers in the GTA to access Wi-Fi, not just in a few stations, and not just in every station, but along the entire route. The big three didn't get there by playing well with others, especially new kids. So they basically boycotted BAI. Bell could be pouting because they bid against BAI and lost. This strategy has worked before. In Montreal, the big three plus Videotron held out against another new player, Chicago-based Extanet, which caused them to give up the network. However, in New York, BAI signed on all four major carriers, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile. So far, BAI Canada has only one telco client. That is Freedom Mobile, Canada's fourth largest wireless provider with 2 million customers and a 6% market share. Bell has 11.3 million subscribers, Rogers has 11 million, and Telus, 10.8. All are giants compared to Freedom Mobile, and all neck and neck. This means that 94% of people with mobile phones who use the subway can't access Wi-Fi. Given that Canada has some of the lowest internet standards of all OECD countries as a result of high costs and slow internet speeds, and given that the pandemic has made Wi-Fi coverage a safety issue, an access issue, and an equality issue, What can we do to get the big three to cooperate with BAI and let their 33 million customers access the internet when they're on the Toronto subway? Clearly, reason and pleading don't work. But coercion may. It turns out that Freedom Mobile is owned by Shaw Communications of Calgary. Rogers Communications wants to buy Shaw, which is happy to sell to Rogers for $26 billion. Before that deal is approved, it has to pass muster with two branches of the federal government, the Competition Bureau and the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission, the CRTC. Traditionally, whether it's a Canadian company taking over another Canadian company or a foreign-owned company buying a Canadian firm, the buyer offers up a list of public benefits. These are sweeteners and can range from donations to nonprofits like the Canadian Film Centre, Canadian Music Week, or Aboriginal Voices Radio, to supporting Canadian content in radio, television, and film productions. Lots of organizations lobby the two parties and the CRTC to get on the list to receive these benefits. It turns out the CRTC is holding a public meeting on the Roger Shaw deal on November 22nd. There, people can argue for and against it. But why doesn't Rogers make signing on to BAI Canada one of its public benefits? We know when they do, Bell and Telus will soon follow. Frankly, I can't think of a greater public benefit than giving the subway's 1.6 million riders every weekday the chance to log on to their phone when they're underground. I also can't imagine Justin Trudeau, owner of 24 of 25 federal Toronto seats in last month's election, Doug Ford, the People's Premier, or John Tory, former CEO of Rogers Cable, not all getting behind this. All the telcos are scrambling to improve internet connections in Canada's most remote areas. It's time they looked at one of the most remote places of all. 
the 77 kilometers of Toronto's subway routes. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.